Hey y'all, this is Sarah and this is Corn Fed Witch. Gather around and let's talk witchcraft. Before I begin, I wanted to explain what this podcast is about and why I decided to start as well as a little bit about me. So I started this podcast after being inspired by another podcast, actually a couple of them, namely Two Girls, One Ghost and My Favorite Murder. You may have heard about My Favorite Murder. It's kind of a big deal in the true crime community. And they're pretty much my idols. And so are Corinne and Sabrina. Anyway, so I got inspired from their podcast. And I noticed that there were a lot of beginner witches in the pagan community. And I'm talking, well, there's always a place for beginners in the craft. That's how we spread and that's how we preserve it. But I notice a lot of people, they don't really, they don't really go beyond the, the superficiality of it. Like, for example, the, the witch starter kits from Sephora, those are actually pretty good. And, but a lot of people don't delve deeper into that. And that's kind of what I wanted to accomplish with this podcast. I wanted it to be a kind of casual, educational, maybe not go so deep into everything like maybe down at the crossroads, which is another great podcast about witchcraft, but keep it kind of light. Anyway, so I decided to start this at Samhain, which is the witch new year. You may be, you may know it as something else like Halloween a little-known holiday called Halloween. Have you ever heard of it? Anyway, it involves candy. Lots and lots of candy. Anyway. So, I'm going to do a brief introduction of myself. Okay, so I've always been drawn to the paranormal since I was a child. I remember seeing shadow figures as, as a small, small girl. While staying at my grandma's house. And I've always just known things before that they've happened. Wait, I should probably back up. I was born and raised in a small town, Nebraska, called... Well, you you don't need to know what, what town it was. It was a small hick town. Maybe by the Kansas border. Surrounded by farms, all that jazz. So I am definitely corn-fed. I grew up around cattle people. Well, cattle people. Farmers. Apparently, I've lost the will to speak. Anyway. So, I do have that tie to the earth. That's where everything comes from. So, I could go into deeper, deeper analysis of the earth and how important the element is, but I want to save that for possibly a, a future episode. And I'm kind of nervous here right now since this is my first episode, you know. Anyway, so it wasn't until I would say about four or five years ago that I really decided to get really into the crafts and start practicing it, just kind of. It just kind of clicked with me. 
I was raised Catholic, so I have that, their magical background. No, Catholics may not think that they have ritual and magic in their work, but they, they kind of do. I'm just going to briefly mention that because I may want to cover that later. I'm not anti-Catholic, but I just want to acknowledge that they do have some magic in their workings. So I have that background. And so I started practicing by myself, like doing casting circles, using crystals. Actually, here's a funny story. So my first time doing a ritual outside, it was at midnight because I prefer the dew. My rituals later in the evening. I'm drawn to the moon. Anyway, so I had gotten this table for an altar and I put my crystals on it and candles. I did a circle and everything. And I was just finishing up when I noticed that the cops were coming by, like with the spotlight. And I like freaked out. Even though I knew that they can't do anything because, you know, freedom of religion and everything like that. So I hurried inside and just kind of watched everything from the window. And thankfully they stopped at my neighbor's house for a wellness check, I think. Which was odd because it was midnight. But that was pretty terrifying. But I got over it. I'm still a little bit awkward if you can't tell already. Anyway, so back to what we were discussing, which was me, apparently. Anyway, so I started my individual practice, and then I, I kind of hit a roadblock. I kept reading the same things, not really progressing any further. Like, I wanted more knowledge. So I joined the group, otherwise known as a coven. Of, and that really helped. Now becoming like, and then I became initiated as a gardenerian priestess. That's pretty much all I'm going to say about that. But it really has opened me up to so much more knowledge. Because what I was dealing with was, for lack of a better term, the tip of the iceberg. Everything was superficial, just crystals, herbs, and stereotypically witchy aesthetic things. And not get into the basis of what or why we did this. Why they were the correspondences. So, and I thought that this podcast would help me develop my own practice better. As well as help others, because I love that. And the Midwest is not represented enough in the podcast world. So, grab your LaCroix and your cat, and let's get to talking witchcraft. Oh, my cat's name is Tally, and she's just chilling over at the foot of the bed here, acting like I am a weirdo like she usually does. She's not wrong. I definitely am a weirdo. So, I wanted to briefly talk about Samhain. I didn't want to go too in-depth about it, because everyone... Seems to know what Samhain is. 
It's otherwise known as Halloween by the mundanes, which are non-magical folk or muggles or whatever you want to call them. It started off as a Celtic holiday and the world, the veil between worlds of the living and the dead are thinnest at this time. Now, which is, which is a pretty major, major thing. And it's the Wiccan New Year. The god dies and then is reborn later. And there's a there's a Day of the Dead practice in Mexican cultures, which kind of which is really interesting, how it all corresponds around this time, which it's super fascinating. But I didn't want to cover that too extensively because I wanted to talk about Ouija boards first and. Give some general pointers. Now, in in other spooky podcasts, it's highly discouraged to use spirit boards or Ouija boards. Which, they have good reason to be cautious. Because if you do it wrong, you could open yourself out to a lot of bad, bad things. Or things that you definitely don't want in your environment. Now, you can use them safely. So what I like to do is I get my spirit board. It actually has a cat on it. It's pretty awesome. Anyway, so I get my spirit board and I get a white candle. I put the the white candle somewhere in the room. Some people say to do it higher than you are, but I'm kind of limited with my apartment. So, I just put it on my altar. And then, I like to play it safe. And I will get a black candle and a couple other white candles. White protects. It's a good protection color, especially for your home. And black absorbs negativity. So I like to keep all my bases covered like that. I'll also get frankincense, incense, or dragon blood. Dragon blood is good for protection. And it also amplifies any magical workings that you're doing. It's pretty handy. Like if you want a little oomph to your spell. So in addition, I will cast a circle. I always cast a circle when I do my spirit boards because it is the safest way to keep what belongs outside out. So to back up a little bit, casting a circle is, well, besides being the, the best form of protection there is, it creates this, like, realm that's in between the, the mundane world and the supernatural world. It's neither here nor there. Kind of like if you're familiar with Kabbalah. It's nothing is everything and everything is nothing. Time doesn't exist in, in the circle. So what that also means is that all the spirits 
you're trying to contact, they're, they're outside. They're not bothering you. Unless you want to invite them into the circle. Now cats. Cats can come and go. Circles as they please. Because they're cats. The magnificent creature is now in the hallway bathing herself. Anyway. So. Circle is bomb. It's, it's great. If you ever have to leave a circle, you want to like... You want to cut yourself out. I'll discuss... I may discuss that in a prior episode, but basically just involves opening up a door and then closing it. Anyway. So. Back to spirit boards and protection. Anyway. Back to spirit boards and protection. So another important aspect of protecting yourself from the spirits or any negative spirits because not all spirits are bad. You want to make sure that you're in a good state of mind. Now, that means don't get excessively high or excessively drunk. Like a beer or a glass of wine or two can calm the nerves and make you more open. But you don't want to be super drunk to where you make stupid mistakes. You know, like, you want to be able to close the board out after you're done. Because that's super important. And if you forget to do that, well, then your everything goes to shit. And do not be surprised if, like, random things happen. I mean, well, yeah, bad random things happen. Because whenever I do any sort of cleansing or circle stuff I usually get poltergeist activity which is not bad it's only only the malevolent things you have to worry about anyway so where was I okay so be in the right frame of mind so once You get all your candles lit. You have all your protective barriers up. You are ready to begin. So, I usually, I try to keep them yes or no answers if those ended. Because I just feel like it's easier. Well, sometimes I'll mix in some open-ended ones like who did this. But... Some generals are then don't ask who's gonna die first. Like, like don't don't do that. Just don't. This just creates a lot of negativity and makes people afraid. And really, the spirits are just like normal people. You, they're good people and they're bad people. And some people just want to fuck with you, like pretend to be something else. So I just like to stare or stay clear of any questions like that. And I just stick with who's here? What do you think of this? I even asked a spirit that's in my apartment if they like dogs and they did not like dogs. And I was kind of disappointed because who does not like dogs? Anyway. So 
keep it simple, especially if it's your first time. If it's your first time, I recommend not doing this alone. Now, I did my first time alone, but I've had practice that I knew exactly what to do and how to do it and, and close things out. But while you're doing, you're having your spirit board session, not only should you keep in mind of the answers, and oh, yeah, another thing. So when you're asking questions, I like to write down the question in a, a book and then the answer so that I can have a record. It's always good to have a record. And anyway, back, back to my previous thought. So when you're doing the spirit board session, you should be paying attention to what's happening. Obviously, the answers to your board. And anything that's happening around. Like, I've had things fall on my bed. I've had table, like, dish rags fall. It's important to make a note of that so that you have a record and if things change. Now, while you're doing your, your session, you want to keep your fingers kind of lightly touching the planchette. And you don't, you, you want to try not to move it because obviously you want whatever beans are there to do it for you. So there is some skepticism, which skepticism is always good in the craft because it, it allows you to take a non-biased or unbiased approach to things. You can think rationally. So they think, I forgot the term for it, but it's when your, your body moves things unconsciously. I forget the term for that. But anyway, so that could be a very well a source of why their planchette moves. But if you think about it from a magical perspective, what your unconscious is telling you, what your unconscious is telling you is what the spirits want you to say. It's, it's super complicated and confusing to understand if you've never heard that before. But basically, kind of, I, I feel like it makes it a little bit more powerful if your unconscious is telling you what the spirits are saying. But, yeah. And moving on to closing the board out. So whenever you feel threatened, whenever you feel like the energy has just diminished, or whenever you have to go, Say goodbye firmly and move the planchette to goodbye. It is very important that you do that because if you do not close the board, you leave that door open. And we've heard plenty of stories about how people have done that incorrectly. Now, if you if you close the board properly and there's still negative things happening 
do some purifying. I'm kind of hesitant to say sage. It's, it's a really powerful herb. Um, but when you use it, try not to use it in the way the Native Americans do. Unless you are Native and you have been trained and you're being respectful of their, their practices. But like sage and rosemary, salt, water, anything that can purify your space and will help. Also, you want to firmly tell whatever is there to leave. Like you want to put power and make it stern. Don't be timid because they thrive on timid. You want to control your space, especially since this is your home. Anyway, that was a, a quick lesson on how to use spirit boards. I had to get a drink of my LaCroix because I was talking a lot. So not used to this. Well, I'm used to this LaCroix because it's amazing. It's um, Cerise Limon. It's the best. Anyway, so... That was spirit boards. And there's other ways to do divination. Like sometimes I use, well, divination obviously. I use tarot and you can use runes and pendulums. Sometimes, like, I'm a nerd. Well, not really. Well, yes, I am. But I don't think it's nerdy at all. I wanted to specialize in necromancy, which is... Because, you know, I always wanted to raise a family. But, um, I'm sorry, my puns are gold. Anyway, so that's what I wanted this to focus my studies on. Because necromancy isn't just, or is, isn't, yeah, isn't just, I think that's the way, best way to say it, raising people from the dead. It's communication with spirits. And I'm going to definitely do an episode on that. But I don't think we have enough time. I want to keep these about 30 minutes or so. So that it doesn't take up a lot of your time. Because sometimes people have children. Or they have cats. Or video games. Or I don't know. Whatever you decide to do. Other podcasts to listen to. Anyway. So that was Corn Fed Witch. Well, yeah, that basically is. I want to do little kind of mini lessons and stuff. That was Spirit Boards. And Introduction About Myself. And see Tally's just staring at me. In the hallway, which judgmental. Oh, she's coming over here. What's she saying? She's a torty, so she's very vocal, very moody. Oh, here she comes. Tally, come say hi. Hi, Tally. Oh, Tally. 
She's my familiar. I love her. She also loves to forcibly cuddle my face. Anyway. So I would like to leave. Well, since it is Halloween Eve in Samhain. I got this recipe from Witches Spell a Day Almanac. Published by Llewellyn. It's a 2018 volume. It's holidays and lore, spells, rituals, and meditations. So today is October 30th. It's a Tuesday. The color of the day is red. And the incense of the day is cedar. And so this is a recipe for Samhain Protection Cider. Use your kitchen witchery skills to whip up this lovely hot drink and protect you through the Samhain season. You will need one gallon apple cider, three cloves, one tablespoon cinnamon, one teaspoon ginger, one teaspoon nutmeg, four slices of lemon. And you want to pour the cider into a pot on the stove or into a slow cooker. Add the spices one by one, stirring constantly as you do. Focus your intention or protection into the cider. As you add each item, say, bless this, name of the ingredient, such as, bless this cinnamon, protect my family and myself. After the spices are all added, lay the lemon slices on top. Say the same phrase and allow the cider to simmer for 10 minutes. Pour a cup for everyone and envision protection as you sip away at this tasty treat. And it looks like Carrie Connor contributed that. That sounds delicious. I'm definitely going to make some later this evening or tomorrow. Or sometime. Anyway, this has been Corn Fred Witch. And my name is Sarah. And I hope you have a wonderful and blessed new year. And happy Halloween.